0: Hello,
1: everybody. This is Philip Riccobono, and you're listening to the ComingToAmericaBaseball.com podcast. Today is December 5th, and I am here in South Korea. Today or tonight, uh, depending where you are, uh, we'll be coming from three different time zones. Like I said, Korea, Pacific time zone, and the Eastern time zone. So, welcome to the only podcast that talks about Korean baseball and English, a bit of pop culture, and our own personal lives. Uh, We here at ComingToAmericaBaseball.com focus on the imports and exports in and around the Pacific Rim, mainly Japan, Korea, and Taiwan. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. So tonight on the program, I've got Dan Kurtz of MyKBO.net, and I've got Mike Nino, baseball coach, analyst, colorful man. He is my uh, friend, he is my cousin, and he is also my spiritual advisor. So let's get things started. Dan, again, welcome to the show. Can you tell us about your website and take us through uh, the beginnings, how it happened, how it all came about?
0: Sure. Uh, MyKBO.net uh, just came up 10, 12 years ago. I first went to Korea to study uh, there for a year. Uh, loved sports here in North America. Got there, ended up loving the baseball, the baseball culture there. Um, my Korean is very poor at the time. It still is. Um, so there's not a lot of resources in english so i then for some of my friends and stuff like that tried you know looking up information finding out basic stuff as when the games are the uh the stats the the prices of tickets and from there it just grew to what the site is now now you know on the on twitter uh meeting players talking to players talking to you know people involved in the baseball business never thought it would come to this but uh it's where it is right now and uh Taken off just like Korean baseball seems that has taken off in the last few years.
1: And I have to thank you. This is the first time Dan and I spoke. We've been like um, Facebook buddies for a while and talking back and forth through his Facebook group, mykbo.net, right? Yep,
0: that's the address, yeah.
1: And because of Dan, I have been able to do this documentary. He's been a big part of the uh, Fighting, Cheering in Korea. That's the title of the documentary coming out hopefully next summer. Uh, showing you what the Korean baseball fans are all about. He's put together interviews for me. Uh, He's put me in touch with historians, fans, you name it. So Dan is the man in Korea, even though he's in Tacoma, Washington. (laughs) (laughs) So what I want to start off with today, this is the hottest topic here in Korean baseball, is Ryu Hyunjin. Uh, He's going back and forth with the Dodgers right now, negotiating. Uh, First off, Dan, I want to get your prediction. Does the deal happen?
0: Oh, the deal, to me, the deal's going to happen, and the reason why is uh, Hyun jin Jinru he doesn't want to go back to uh, the Hanwha Eagles. He doesn't want to go back to being in last place. I wonder why. He doesn't want... <laughs> yeah, I know you've been to games. I know you've seen them in person. I know like you've seen them play. Um, there's no way that he does not sign a contract for any sort of money, whether it is Scott Boris-type money, or it's not quite that, and he just takes it so that he does not have to go back to playing in Korea. Uh, his dreams to come to the uh, Major League Baseball, and I, he's going to make it happen one way or the other.
1: I just read on the LA Times, you actually um, posted it on your Twitter and your, your Facebook, that the, the Dodgers made him an offer, but it's a tad short. Is yeah. That
0: right? yeah. Yeah, I I was reading I was reading that quote as well and I kind of laughed because they I think the the quote was predictably a tad short. So obviously they just needed to get the ball roll, rolling there and mm-hmm. it sounds like they they did and uh I guess the last update I saw was Boris and a uh, company went back and they exchanged offers and negotiations are continuing they said at this time.
1: So right now it's December 5th. It's 12:17 p.m. Korea time. And they have until when to get this done? Is it Saturday?
0: Oh, well, everybody's saying on uh, December the 10th, which is the uh, December 10th, American time, LA time, which Monday. is on... Um, Monday. Monday, mm-hmm. yes. But I want to say that last month, I thought it was going to be extended to about the 12th. I think that's when the official letter from KBO went over to, um, the dot, to Major League Baseball saying that ex- uh, Hanwha accepted the bid, and I thought they were going to do 30 days from that. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's not... Uh, the 10th, 12th, whatever. It sounds like the ball is getting rolling and I think the deal is probably going to get done here within the week, before maybe right at the end of the winter meetings or something like that.
1: Yeah, all right. So the next thing is, I mean, you know, you posted the uh the MLB um Al Leiter's opinion on Ryu and and he said, you know, he doesn't know really what how good the hitters are and Dice K came in with better numbers uh, you know when he came into MLB. So he seemed pretty skeptical. What what do you think about him? Well,
0: can he, can, I, he hang?
1: can he hang in MLB?
0: Yeah, he he can hang in. He can hang in MLB. Um whether he's going to be a superstar, I don't know about that, but I mean, I mean he's good enough to hang on a roster in in the in, in the majors. I mean, if you go down through the 30 teams, look at some of the the teams, and look at the rosters. I know I did the same sometimes. I'm like, wow, he's still playing? Wow, that guy's, you know, the, mm-hmm. wow, great. He, I mean, wow, he's hanging on? Wow. Roo Hyunjin, he can be a uh, starter in the Major League Baseball. And I don't know if he's going to come out there and, boom, win 20 games like that. He's going to be, um, i say, number three to four starter in the majors, uh, depending on the team. Uh, going with the Dodgers, he's probably – he, he – he, if he was there at at a number four, I think that'd be fine. But I think they they project him, or Boris is projecting him as high as number the third starter for them. Um, the higher in the rotation you get, I feel the more pressure on him, and he I don't you know don't know how it's gonna be. New culture, new pressure is gonna be in the city of Los Angeles. Hopefully, hopefully he can hang this first year. It's gonna be the biggest uh, the <laughs> the biggest sign or telling sign to see how he does.
1: Yeah, well, I talked to to someone who actually knows him, a friend of his. And, um, I mean, the guy lives at home. His parents watch over him. So you talked about the culture shock. You know, the guy's going to be uh, hanging in Beverly Hills and Hollywood and all this stuff, I'm sure, with guys like Cy. Uh, so that that's one thing. I already saw him at the Lakers games. He's, you know, hanging there. Um, the other thing is, um, we we'll would talk about that. But the other thing I want to talk about is I spoke to a scout and uh, he doesn't think it's a good fit for him, the Dodgers and the National League, for that matter, because the guy's, you know, he's not really in, in good shape and not good running shape. And, uh, you know, these pitchers get on base sometimes and uh, they're very likely to get an injury. So I don't know if, if you've thought about that.
0: Um, I. You know, I've I've seen him. Uh, I don't know if you saw. There's a video of him in the Home Run Derby. He used the metal bat a couple of years ago in the KBO Home Run <laughs> Derby. Uh, I've also seen him just the other day in an All-Star game hit. Or um, I think they are showing highlights of it or something. And um, for as big as he is, he he's pretty – I mean, I'm not going to say he's the most, like, agile person out there. But, I mean, for as big as his shape, he, he's athletic. I mean – I think the least of the worries is of him being on base and getting hurt. I think it's going to be, you know, fatigue and just getting used to the, uh, the major league schedule going every five days in the KBO. Um, if, if people don't know they have every Monday off and now uh, right. with the new nine teams coming in, they, they not only have a team's not only going to have Monday off. There's going to be some teams that are sitting for four days straight. Whoa. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so so I mean, like literally. Schedule, yeah, <laughs> seriously, like one one a couple games a week, so it's gonna be kind of like you know he's used to getting every Monday off. Well, you know you're gonna be in the majors. There's gonna be you know not every Monday off. You're gonna have certain days that you need to get off. Maybe if you're lucky, and and that's about it.
1: Wow. Um. And how about the culture? I mean, you know, I, I hear the guy lives at home, and his parents are you know very close with him. I don't know if they're going to move over there with him or whatever, but uh, could this blow up and be too much freedom?
0: That that I have no clue. I mean, I did not even know. You're the first to tell me that he lived at home. I know that he is close with his parents. I didn't know that he was still living at home, but that's not um, too shocking to me, as, as there are a lot of. Um, here in the United States, you know, you turn 18, hey, I'm moving out of the house. Over in Korea, I you probably know in yourself. You turn yeah. eighteen, you're still living with your parents until you get married, right? Um, and, and even then, you may still stay home. Well, exactly. Even then, you may live with your parents. Um, and that's why, they so have the love, him,
1: that's why they have the love motels here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That that is why they're in Japan. They're I guess business. Yeah. Business, <laughs> um, and actually, if you need a cheap place to stay, and you know it's 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 not too bad to stay in some of those those hotels. They are pretty nice inside. I yeah, will you, say that. Even you can't if turn not.
1: the heat off. I mean, I've tried to turn the heat off. It's like a boiler. Yeah, they're not
0: that bad. <laughs> some of them are actually really super nice, and you're like, wow, these are like luxury hotels for mm-hmm. half the price. And you're like, you just have to tell them, look, I'm here to actually sleep and stay the night. Here's my money, and they're like, okay, great, thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I don't know if when you were here, but you get like a p c in in the room, like a desktop p c that's like right, running yeah. on you know, like win like windows uh oh geez, what was it the one that was like twelve years ago it's not even like windows seven or uh, <laughs> like they're they're thrown on
0: x p maybe maybe that's x p yeah
1: yeah it's crashing, you know you can't use any <laughs> websites. But anyhow, so yeah, so culturally, it's it's going to be a big thing for him. But he'll be near will be near K Town, Korea Town, so that well, may help. I
0: was just going to say that uh, the good thing is if he does sign with the Dodgers, which uh, I hope he does, is he's going to be in Los Angeles. You know, largest concentration of Korean people uh, you know, outside of Korea in the United States are based in Los Angeles, big city. He can feel comfortable at that at that rate. I would hope maybe. Uh, Boris Corporation and him are talking about maybe bringing like uh either his you know family over to stay with them to help adjust in the beginning of the year. Um, I know that his brother I guess is currently living in New Jersey. I don't know, bring him over to stay with uh, him to help make the adjustment. Just you know, simple things of that I take it you know take take for granted when I until I go to other countries of like you know walking into a store you know just ordering stuff. Granted, he's going to have some maybe some translators there to help him, but just you know to have the comfort of family around would be a, a great help. I know even in the NBA, those young kids that get drafted, they they have their moms come and live with them for the, for this first season, right. so right. I mean, to help them adjust. Now, first time out, first time out of the house, you know, not only are you in the United States, totally different culture, you also have to live up to a big contract and pitch for the Los Angeles Dodgers, so. Hopefully, they're, they're going to help him out as much as possible to get adjusted to this.
1: How long has he been on MLB's radar? How long have the scouts been coming to see him consistently?
0: Uh, well, from the, the last WBC, which is what he took part in in 2009, and basically since the WBC started, um, Korean baseball isn't too well-known outside of Korea. Um, and the olympics and wbc has increased that uh popularity of it outside of the country of korea and so when he was on the 2009 when he was on the 2009 uh wbc team for korea is when he really started getting noticed by uh by the mlb scouts
1: mm-hmm. so and he had uh, about how many teams looking at him do you know like did, did you find out how many teams actually bid on him i couldn't get that number <laughs> We can oh, stop. Sorry. It's cool. It's not live. Don't worry. <laughs> no. Oh no,
0: that's. You it's hear my son running around? You're yeah,
1: listening he's... to the ComingToAmericaBaseball.com dot com podcast, joined by Dan Kurtz and his son.
0: That's right. My son <laughs> is running around in the background. He is playing with the bowling ball and throwing a baseball around. So he he does like he does like the baseball here. Nice. But uh. <laughs> Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, finding out the team—the amount of teams that I found out the bid on him—it's it- unknown. Um, I—I I don't know if there's a lot, a few. Hold on, just say. Like-
1: okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are finally gonna be joined by Mike Nino. Mike Nino. Cretin, you there? Yeah. All right, good, yes. good.
2: Dan. Yes. Yeah. I just yeah. got done with baseball uh and now i'm just pulling into applebee's to have some meat because i didn't get you know with
1: that dan this is nino oh, Hey,
2: dan. how you doing how, you how doing? are you sir it's great i'm
1: doing okay you. Well, dan is uh taking care of his little boy a little bit that's you may hear him in the background but we're on the
2: that's great we love, we love those guys it's all good
1: mike nino uh finally got him on the podcast i've been trying for weeks he's my cousin He's my friend. He's my spiritual advisor, and he is a baseball expert. Uh, has worked with guys from uh, high school all the way up to college, and some of these guys have made it up to professional level. Uh, any any MLB guys, Nino?
2: Nah, Chris Smith was the closest. Seventh round draft pick from the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, had an arm injury, and in his career is over. Well. That's the closest one. A couple guys made to AAA, but. No, no uh, MLB guys.
1: So we, we've been talking about Ryu Hyun Jin, and I sent you the video of him, and now you know the Dodgers and him. Are...
2: Yes, I, 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 I a lot of, watched a lot of video you sent me, So Thank you. Really very nice video. So what did
1: you think about him?
2: What I think about him is this. He's got the body to make it in America. He reminds me of a little bit of a Fernando Valenzuela body, a little bit taller. A nice, thick body, which will help him here in America because the skinny guys the, with the sight of health are making it here. They're not making it here. So I think that his body will help him. He's probably going to have to put a little muscle on that thing to make you through the, the glowing MLB schedule. But as for the body, he's, he's pumping the gun up at 94, which is pretty impressive from a lefty got nice soft speed stuff he's going to have to be able to work he can throw for strikes. he's going to face better hitting here, which will will make him throw strikes, but he's got potential that's for sure
1: um what about him on the base paths? I talked to one scout, and they didn't think the national league was a good fit for him because of his size and and you know going up to bat and having to run
2: yeah, well in this day and age, most pitchers don't ever go on a base paths through when they're little anymore. They get the H's all over the place. So I don't know that it's healthy for any pitcher to be on the base pass. Look at my man Champion Wong, who's never been the same when he scored one for the Yankees. It's never been the same
1: since it happened. Yeah. Dan, you have anything to ask Nino about Ryu?
0: Oh i I'm sorry. I was I was I was out giving my son oh, a a okay. a drink here. So uh just just got back on oh, the phone okay. here. Well-
1: <laughs> Uh, Nino told, told us about his opinion on, on Ryu, and he thinks he can make it, he likes his body size, um, but um, Dan, you mentioned about the schedule, how, and how different it is from MLB, um, why don't you t- take us through that again, and, and how that will affect Ryu?
0: Well, yeah, for, for one, uh, the, the difference is, they don't have Mondays off here in, in the major leagues, which they do in the in the Korean Baseball Organization. And uh, 162 games. They're they're playing about uh, 19, 29 more games than uh, he's going to be used to here, because the KBO last few years has been playing a uh, 133 game schedule.
2: How many starts does he get?
0: Excuse me. How many
2: starts does he get over there per year?
0: Uh, he's been. Uh, let me. I'm going to have to look at his. Exact numbers. Here. I mean, just an
2: average. I mean, because again, it's not an everyday player in the sense that he's only going to throw every five days, so that may equate to six or seven more starts, which, again, it, it's not a big deal, but it could be a big deal of differential in innings. And, not, right. and um, I'm not sure. In
0: in in his first two seasons, I'm looking at his stats right now. He he got into about he got into 30. He started about 30 games. And then uh, this last season, he got into – he started 27 games.
2: Yeah, So it's not a reach, you know. It's not far off from what – you know, the 32 or 33 starts you may get here in the major league. So it may not be that much of an adjustment. But they do get an extra day off here
1: in Korea. They have off Monday. Every Monday. Right. Right.
0: I think that's going to be – I think that's going to be the biggest difference for him, just not having that extra day off. (laughs) Right, and, but I just and,
2: think that, that more, that's more. It's probably more on the the regular, everyday play is more stressful than on the pitch. It's only pitching every five days.
0: Right, that that that's true. And I guess the other big thing that I would think of is just the the, the actual travel. Um, you know, going. Yeah. <laughs> Dodge is going to be traveling all over the United States, whereas in Korea they they get to go, you know, the, the farthest they got to go down to is like is to go to Seoul and then go to Busan, and then down to Kwangju and stuff like that. Right. So right. and you could take you can all take that in a 45 minute flight.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a cool schedule, and, and again, that might you know him being on the West Coast don't help. No. Yeah. If you would if you to go to the Dodgers. So Nino,
1: it, it, the the latest in the negotiations is the Dodgers sent over an offer to uh, to Boris, and uh, it was reported that it came in what a, a tad short. What do you say, Dan? Expectedly?
0: Yeah, uh, it basically said that's what they're expecting, and it came in a yeah. tad short. So
1: Nino, what do you think? <laughs> Does this deal get done? I mean, they they have to get it done by Monday. Maybe Wednesday. You said they can extend it to today's uh, December fifth, Wednesday. So they what have. Five to
2: seven days, I would, I, would, I would have to think for them to invest that much on the post. They want this guy, they're gonna get the deal done, they're gonna come up with a way.
1: Well, the post can be used to, for lack of better terms, cock block the rest of the league. That's the problem with the post, and and pi-
2: yeah, but that, that ain't happening anymore. These guys, they know where they are. Everybody, you know, years ago. Scouting was lesser. So now everybody knows who all these guys are. You're not You're not slipping by anybody anymore.
1: Okay, anything else you want to say about Ryu, Nino?
2: No, I just want to say how beautiful <laughs> you guys are. And thanks for having me aboard. One
1: last thing. Uh, <laughs> moving from Ryu to Chan Ho, and they did have a connection. They played together this year, and I think – the Hanoi Eagles might have got Chan Ho to kind of prep him for MLB or at least prep him for the next you know level whenever he would go. Uh, Chan Ho retired last week. Uh, Nino, you saw him from the very beginning. Best player to come out of Korea or best pitcher to come out of Korea?
2: I mean, he lasted a long time. He kind of had a rebirth after uh, a couple of real bad years and he hung around and he stayed. And then, you know, I think a big part even like with your, 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 um, what you guys were saying about the Mondays off, the scheduling and, and, and the, the cooling of the schedule, mentally, the mental preparedness of the Major League Baseball player is the hardest sport in, in, any, in any sport because it's usually seven days. We take on 20 days in a row. They go 18 games in a row, 18 days, 18 games, 20 days, 20 games, 21 games on a double but so That's the tough part. Uh, the major leagues, and I think that's all part for them to get uh, acclimated to being in America, the language barriers, all that stuff, but I think the days in a row and and the schedule, and I think that's why partially having that big body type is going to help him.
1: Well, he can certainly eat hamburgers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, no, you know, I hope you don't go on to the Arapaho McDonald's night. <laughs> well, they've been sure. an
1: outburger. You're a your personal favorite, Nino.
2: Yeah, in and out. beautiful. I just hope the guy, you know, he's got the mental part of the game. I think physically he's going to be fine. I think the mental part of the game is where he's going to struggle a little bit.
1: Well, one thing is, um, you know, he's he lives at home pretty much in the off season. It's good, right? Nino. Nino, you there?
2: Yeah. I missed
1: him. I watched uh, that. From what I'm told, from I, I, I have hate. an inside source, someone close to him. Uh, he lives at home in the off-season with his parents. A guy like this, what is he, 25, 26, Dan? 25? Uh, yeah, 25. You know, yeah. This is going to be a lot of freedom for him. This guy's going to be rolling. He's going to be pimping. Is that going to be a problem? you asking
2: me? Yeah. I thought you
1: were
2: talking to Dan. No, no, no. Is that going to be a problem? I don't know what type of person. I don't know his personality. I mean, it's always a problem when you're in a big city. He's going to be in L.A. It's not like he's going to be in uh, Kansas City, but it's, you know, three people.
1: Yeah, but L- I mean, L.A. does have the biggest Korean uh,
2: population in the States, so that might help him out. Huge, big, huge Korean population, which will help him hopefully in that getting that from maybe back there and being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. It's a big, it's a big deal. All right exciting. It's going to happen on, on the day before. It's got to happen. What's your
1: overall impression of the, the Korean players you've seen come over? Since Sin, uh, Sin su Choo, Chan Ho Park, Byung Young Kim, maybe now Ryu. You know, because this podcast is about the exports, the people going from the players going from Korea and Japan over to the states and vice versa. Mostly the, the exports or imports
2: from you know. Your I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure that they uh, aren't great baseball players. and know, but are, I'm sure, they're superstars. But when it comes here, I think there's just a lot of intangible things, and and, and it, gets, it gets a little more complicated, physically and mentally, and the and the grind, and the, and the level of play, and the faster and stronger, and et cetera. And I think that they all tend to struggle a little bit. But you know, like I say, you know, they're, they're just the uh, the difference in the overall game—it's just a better game, and it's every day. There's no breaks, like you know, enlightening me with the Mondays off. I mean, you might get a Monday off here as well, but it's not every Monday. But uh, not too many have been successful. Even true, a lot of injuries, shut out a lot of games last year. That's a real promising first year. You no, know, but you no, know, it's 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 not easy. It's the, it's the best game in town.
1: That's right. Now, one thing, we'll talk about this Friday when you come on, Nino. You know. We'll have Jason Korski, a little uh, teaser here from Japan Times, a writer. And we're going to talk about uh, Otani, who's a six-foot-four right-hander from Japan. He's uh, clocked between 99 and 100, but he's wild. Uh, now it yeah. seems like he's backing off a little bit. He may stay in Japan. But, um, you know, again one of your kids, okay, you coach high school, if a Japanese team came to him and said, you know, we'll give you this, we'll give you the world, blah, 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 would you advise him to stay in America or go over to Japan?
2: Um, I don't know. You know I mean, if if you want to compete against the best at the highest level, there's nowhere else to go. You got to come here. It all depends on the individual, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. If um, If they think he needs time to fix himself, come more mechanically sound, maybe get better control, et cetera. And they could coach him to do that and then bring a better product here. Then that's what you would do. But no matter what, if you think you're ready to play, you always want to compete against the best. You've got to come to America.
1: Dan, I've got a question for you. Sure. Uh, I want you to add. Tell Nino why he should come to Korea and become a coach. I mean, I could see Nino. I've been trying to get him over to here for, for ages. He's, he's got the qualifications to coach here. Um, he knows the game better than anyone. Why should he coach here in Korea?
0: Why, well, um, well he, he was touching on the base. You, you asked him, you know, should kids, you know, come to the United States and, uh, like, the Japanese team, if they were to come here, would and stay and get training. Um, I think you know Chan Ho Park is is a good example. He came not after he was a you know he didn't play in the KBO first. He came as an amateur. He came as a kid, got the training here in the United States with the major league uh, teams, and then now you know he's the winningest Asian pitcher in you know ever in the Major League Baseball. So, not saying that learning and and coaching in Korea is bad. I'm just thinking if your ultimate goal is to play in the major league in the major leagues, you probably got to get major league coaching from a young age. Mm. And so if the kids aren't coming over to the United States, then you got to take it to the kids in Korea. It might be a hard sell at first, but it, it could help.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Uh, anything else, Minow?
2: Nah, no, thank you. I'm, I'm having a great time here with you too, but I'm, uh, I'm about ready to go down. It's uh, late here in America, and uh, I didn't get to eat dinner, so I'm, I'm going I'm to say sayonara.
1: Okay. Or annyeonghaseyo.
0: Right, Dan? What's that?
1: Annyeonghaseyo.
0: Yeah, annyeonghaseyo. Yeah, which
1: is goodbye. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Good night, Joe. Right. thanks, Nino. Good night. Dan. Yes. Okay, that was Mike Nino. A little bit colorful, a little bit tired and hungry, but uh, he said some interesting things.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, he, and he, you said he currently coaches in the United States, or he, he has the qualifications and has coached?
1: Well, I, I th- No, he coaches. He coaches high school. Uh, okay. A very successful high school program. He's been a high school baseball coach for probably 25, 30 years, but he's with one of the best teams uh, on Long Island right now, and he's also a physical education teacher, but he just well, that, I I know we can handle coaching here.
0: Well, you you know, you asked, you know, should he go over, should people go over there? And like I said, you know, I, I, I would suggest and uh in my past life I used to work in a uh <laughs> in a kind of like a international education um company and we mm-hmm. used to bring kids over from Korea and Asia to come over here to uh to learn English here in the United States and then also learn about the culture and take English classes and, and uh and do things like that. My ultimate goal for that company, and which I never got to do, and I hopefully maybe am able to do, is uh kind of make it like a sports exchange where uh kids that want to play baseball want to play basketball come over here to the United States. not only will they learn english they'll get the coaching done in english they'll get um you know they could play for the little, local little league team they could get the you know all the stuff all the coaching and techniques that they need all while living here in the United States, maybe stay with a host family, get to know, get to make friends and everything, you know, that, that's my, that was one of my goals to maybe do that so that the kids, you know, that want to play baseball over there, you know, and they don't, you know, I'm not getting all the coaching that I want or I I want to see the rest of the world. They could come over here and do it.
1: I think that'd be great, especially because in Korea, I've been finding out, you know, they really don't have a little league here uh, like they do in Japan and, and America and many other countries, uh, Latin America. Um, so these kids aren't really getting into baseball until like later on in life. Uh, I think they're starting to get it into elementary schools, but the the, the reason why I've been finding out is because the parents uh, kind of push education and they're going to the academies or the hogwans for education after school. Um, so and that's one thing that I wanted to talk to you about and, and, and actually get you to talk about in the documentary is why, you know, why don't they have these leagues? Uh, why, you know, why are the fans maybe different and not as baseball savvy as, say, an American or North American fan or Latin American fan? Uh, is it because they haven't grown up playing the game?
0: Um, well, you know, I mean, the KBO has only been around since 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't don't matter what 30 years that that it's been around. Um, but baseball I'm gonna say is Korea's national sport. Uh, they had that they had that year in 2002 when they had the World Cup. Korea, right. you know, came in third place. Soccer took off there. Um, but now it's fallen back down. The K League, which is the pro soccer league there, you know, they some of the teams struggle to get fans to come to the games. Whereas the KBO now has increasingly upped their their attendance, where they had record record high attendance this year and um from now on i think you know the baseball is just ingrained in the in the culture everything i mean i'm shocked to see you know how many fans are going to games now and to see how how like how it's just huge over there It's on the on, on front page of the uh, sports page again mm-hmm. and stuff um now i don't know i didn't grow up in korea uh just for a little history i was adopted from uh, from South Korea when I was six months old. Mm -hmm. I grew up most of my, most of my life in, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania. So I'm a, that's why I am a Philadelphia Phillies fan. So, uh, (laughs) so I did not grow up there. I'm not able to talk about, you know, why maybe some of the kids aren't, uh, like hardcore, you know, into baseball. But, uh, I do know like how here we have a little league where, you know, if you're not a star, that's fine. You can go play little league. And it's just something for you to do during the summer. As, as my son probably wants to play right now here yeah. in the background uh,
1: he heard baseball he's, he's yeah he
0: heard, he heard, <laughs> he, heard, he heard he heard baseball and he and, and he wants to he wants to play here um no basically i don't know if you found out during your time well, during your time over there in Korea they kind of have these baseball schools, kind of like you know the traditional here in the state the- tra- traditional powerhouse schools you know where yes. like oh if you want to if you want to play football you got to go to x this school x because they're just you know they basically recruit their students to come there mm-hmm. korea has the powerhouse you know high schools and and schools that are known to be the baseball factories kind of and so you know you got the other kid that's maybe not as not going to be an all-star that just wants to play for fun they don't have a lot of you know here in the states i can just go sign i could sign my son up and go take him down to the local park and he could play yeah yeah well, and I asked there, it's kind of there. It's like you have to almost go all in and be like, "Well, I'm going to play," and my kid, you know, has to go to the, you know, the baseball school. interesting.
1: Yeah, I think it's changing. I think they are starting to have leagues like in elementary and junior high, but it's nowhere near, you know, like you have these in America. You've got these fields that are like pristine and like field of dreams and things like that on Long Island where. Literally, kids are you know feeling like they're big leaguers, scoreboards and beautiful fields. We're here; they're playing on a you know a, a dirt field.
0: Right. Uh, you, what you should do is you should take your camera and go down and see a minor league Korean baseball organization's uh, facilities sometime. Okay. You will be you will be in for a surprise.
1: It's that bad.
0: <laughs> uh, not all of them. I think the Lotte Giants have one of the nicer. Minor okay, League stadiums, okay. but I I wanna say the Nex Heroes uh minor league facilities is uh wanting at this point. <laughs> <laughs> is it like, so just is go take just grass? go just go <laughs> what's that? Do they have it grass? might look like it's yeah, they do have grass from what I know, uh-huh. uh but it might not be the best grass and the facilities I guess are just not the greatest. So right. and that's just and that's for a professional organization. Now if you see, you know, I don't know if you notice in some of the cities grass is at a premium too. You probably don't see a lot of grass fields for any sort of field, whether it's a soccer field, baseball field, or anything they play on, on sand or gravel kind of, which, you know, is not very fun to play any sort of sport in really. But, uh, hopefully here as the kids are starting to love baseball, they're going to start getting, whether it's artificial turf fields, which are starting to come in a lot more where I was living in Korea there. And, you know, have more baseball fields, more space to run, more place, you know, just so kids can go be kids and pick up a bat and just say, "Hey, I like baseball. I might not be a star, but, you know, I can join the local my local little league."
1: Right, right. And they don't have that opportunity a lot of them here.
0: Uh not as accessible and easy to to sign up for it from um I would I was I would teach my students and I I've taught 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds and I'd be like, "Do you guys like baseball?" And they would be like, yeah, not really. And I'd be like, well, why don't you guys play at the Little League? And they're like, we don't have anything like that. We only play – we play sports at – um, we play sports at our school, but that's about it. Mm-hmm.
1: Dan, you got to go? Are you okay? Uh, no, okay? I'm good. You sure?
0: Yeah, I'm I i I'm good for it. And I, My wife just got home, so she will watch my son for a little bit.
1: Okay. All right. Just tell me, you know. This is going well, but you know, I I know you got to take care of the family.
0: Oh, no, that's. I think I'm good now. He he settled down.
1: Okay, is it late for him?
0: Uh he he only we, we had a long day today. We went swimming, so. Uh, he, he he had a he had a busy day. I'm How old is he now? He just he just turned two in September, so he's uh what almost almost two and a half. Okay, so you did, have
1: you gotten the bat into his hands yet, or a ball? <laughs> he, he
0: he likes throwing the ball. No bat yet. Okay. Kind of kind of scared when he would pick up a bat.
1: Now I want to ask you a few things. You, you know, obviously I mentioned before you've helped out a lot with the documentary. Um, you know, what do you just say in short to the casual or you know the the, the the big time baseball fan in North America who loves the game? What are they missing out on here?
2: What are they missing at, by, out?
1: Yeah, by not <laughs> yeah. by not attending a, a KBO game.
0: Right. No, they they're missing out on a lot. For one, the tickets are about a quarter of the price of what you're going to pay at your local major league stadium. Mm-hmm. Two, you're allowed to bring in your own food and beverage, and if that be an adult beverage, so be it. You're allowed to bring those in. Uh, you can even have some some food delivered to your seat from you know. The pizza shop down the down the road if you want is that right uh, they let it,
1: i saw pizza guys coming to uh Sajik, but meeting the the you know the people outside um yeah if you
0: yeah if you can if you can speak well enough you know in yeah. korean you can tell them please come to you know row 38 seat seat eight i'm here and they will <laughs> bring it to you um and just i the the atmosphere at a at a at a Korean baseball game is just totally different than when you go to a major league stadium. Granted, I like going to both, but you got, you got the, uh, you got a major league stadium where, you know, people are just kind of, they're pulling out their cell phones. They're talking to their buddies. You know, they may not all be into the game. They may have been, you know, they got free tickets from their friend or their friend told them to come along. And then you got your hardcore fans, but they're so they're so hardcore into it. They're yelling at the players. They're booing. They're you know yeah. they're heckling guys. And then you got you know the other you know the other flip side where they're not even paying attention and get hit by a foul ball or something like that.
1: You don't see um, hecklers here.
0: You know, like they're very
1: respectful to both sides. Right. Yeah, they, they kind of miss. They I like you know like when um, you know when a pitcher's coming off the mound and he stunk it up. You know, for my team. I don't, I, you know, I enjoy the booing. I know the guy tried, but he deserves the booing. It's part of the game. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. I mean, I grew up in Philly, so you know, I, I, I love the booing. But, uh, yeah, that's, I, if you go to a Lotte Giants game, and you know, when the pitcher throws over to first base, and you know, over here he does it once, uh, boo, and then does it twice, really loud boos, and does a third time, you know, just continually boo. Over at the Lotte Stadium, I don't know if you've seen that done. They will do their version of booing. They won't boo. They'll say just ma, which I guess in uh, English, M-A, ma, ma, which means like uh, short for hajima, like don't do it anymore. Ah, okay. (laughs) So.
1: So, all right, so they're missing out on a completely different experience.
0: Right, yes. They are just totally missing out on – on everything that they can't see at a major league stadium. (laughs) Granted, you know, it it might not be, the the level of play is not obviously going to be major league baseball where everybody is just this spectacular athlete. Um, I think I read somebody, somebody quoted, you know, they're asking like, what is the KBO like? And they're like, well, you know, you're going to see somebody that has major league talent. And then you're going to see somebody that has rookie ball talent all on the same team. Yeah. And that's that's KBO because I mean you got some you got some 18-year-old draft picks that are playing, you know, that are starting. And then you got some guys like uh Yun Sung min Ryu Ru Hyun-jin that are going to be, you know, major league caliber players all on the same team. So, you go there, the level of play, you know, it might not be MLB quality, but the fan and the atmosphere just makes up for that.
1: It it is unbelievable. I'm um- but on the other hand, you know, like I've been to about 12 games now, and sometimes you just want to turn it off. It's like, all right, I've heard these songs already. I've heard these cheers already. Let's just all chill out. But you know, if you're looking for that, uh, don't go to a lot of games.
0: Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. If you're looking to just go and like, uh, I know when my mom goes, when I take my mom to baseball games, she's not there to watch the game. She's there just to you know sit, look at people. She may she may even bring a book. <laughs> <You know? laughs> In Korea? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. When we go to major league games here, that's what she does. I would tell her that she does not need to bring a book to a Korean baseball game just because the people watching and seeing the crowd cheering and how they support their team is just like entertainment enough <laughs> yeah
1: well the other thing is you know a lot of you've, you've got some pretty decent players coming over here now former major leaguers like Shane Heumann and Brandon Knight and you know it's not it's not that easy to sign on with the Korean team nowadays I think you know it's getting they, they pay them pretty well somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, two to three hundred thousand a year I, I'm seeing these contracts at. And, the, the, you know, the level of competition is getting better, too. Can you talk about that, too? Like, I mean, not just anybody. Just because you were on a major league roster doesn't mean you're going to be able to come over here and play. Uh, and, you're, you know, you may not be able to handle the culture as well.
0: Right. And that that's, goes to the whole thing of, you know, we we're talking about real coming over, to the, coming over to the United States and having to handle the different culture. It's just as much just as a shock for Americans to go over play in Korea, um, be one of only two players on their team that maybe speaks English, mm-hmm. um, get used to the food, get used to the city that they're living in, get used to the apartment where they're living, not having, you know, the, maybe their family couldn't make it over in time, not having the family there. But as, as more and more players are finding out about Korean baseball, uh, from in the years that I've been doing this, I've been contacted by, you know, some agents, some players themselves that are interested. Um, at first, it used to just be like a player, like, "Hey, I played some minor league baseball. Can you can you give me some information about Korean baseball?" And over the years, you know, I I, I will email back to those same types of, of of guys and be like, "Look, you know, the KBO is not just looking for uh, a guy that play that's a ball. You know, they're gonna want somebody that either has major league experience has." has, you know, pr- pr- or at least proven it in the minor leagues and made it up to AAA. They don't just want, you know, somebody that says, hey, I made it up to AA and then I went to Indie Ball and something like that. They, they try to get uh, their scouts. They're scouting year-round, um, and they they scout everywhere. They're going to go to the Mexican League. They're going to go to the Dominican Republic. They're going to come watch minor league baseball games here during the season to try to get their players and their uh, list of players that they want to sign for the next season.
1: Um. You know, I haven't seen – I've only been here, you know, a little while, but um, it seems like the trend for the guys coming over here is, is, you know, they're really all about the pitching. And I haven't seen that, you know, in fact, no offensive players, no position players on any of the rosters here. Um, has that been the trend, and will that change, and why aren't there any position players over here?
2: Well, so, for for the, for
1: the last foreign, foreign season position and a players. Half. They have position right. players. They do. Okay, they don't just have pitchers, but – <laughs> position, play- foreign position players,
0: right? Foreign position players. Yeah. They are kind of rare now in the KBO. Um, what was it? 2011, 2010. I forget which season where they decided, Hey, we're just going to do all pitching here. Um, and they've went pretty much all pitching um, where they, where each KBO team is only allowed two foreign players on their roster. Um, except for the new team, which is the NC dinos. They're going to be allowed three three foreign players this year and next season. Um, but they just all want pitching and they decided, you know, our Korean guys can hit. So all we want is some good, a lot of starters. And, um, when I first started watching Korean baseball, the reason why I started following it was because of the, honestly, because of some of the foreign bats they had, they had a guy by the name of Tyrone Woods for the Doosan bears, OB bears, Doosan bears. And, uh, year 2000 2001 was when i first started watching him and he, he was just hitting bombs out of the stadium there and i mean it got me and my friend just going wow th- this is fun to watch and uh you know they for the for the next couple years you know for the next 5 6 years they 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 had guys like a a Felix Jose they had Kareem Garcia you've had Al Martin playing Korea Carlos Bagra fiery um,
1: Kareem Garcia who got into it with Pedro uh, yeah, early 2000s. I want to say it was 2003, maybe 2004. He yeah, I think 2004. He had, yeah, they had a they had a uh, a brouhaha that, you know a bench clearing brawl. Right. <laughs> Don they, Zimmer they got did. in the middle of it. He got thrown down by that. Pedro.
0: I was actually in Korea at the time when that, when the, when the, all that went down. But uh, since then, he actually had gone back and played for the Lotte Giants and Hanwha Eagles, and he became a fan favorite, especially with the Lotte Giants fans. Um, but, yeah, uh, he and the last – basically the last position players that the KBOs had now was uh, – Nexon had Corey Aldridge there, and um, Samsung had um, Ryan Garko for a little bit. When was that? That was 2010, I want to say.
1: Okay, so it's been a few years.
0: Yes, they they have not uh, they have not gone with a bat for a while, and uh, all my sources are here saying this year they're not gonna there's not gonna be another bat. <laughs> they're all looking to go with uh, no n- not ever just this season or at this point to start the season. They're they're look all the teams are looking to go with pitching.
1: Okay, so there you have it. They're just looking at the pitching right now. Now, so you got, let's talk about who's coming back. Shane Newman, Andy Van, uh, with uh, Lotte Giants, Andy Van Hecken, and uh, Brandon Knight with Nexon. two pitchers. Yes, uh, yes. Anyone else you know of that's coming back? Or any, any newbies, any, any new guys coming over here that, uh, <clears throat> first, I can go interview, and uh, second, you know, I can maybe teach them the ropes a little bit on the culture here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, your hometown team is bringing back Denny Bautista. Right. So he's going to be there. Who um, gave me an interview.
1: It was the only team that let me interview a player. As you know, I've been going guerrilla style and uh, <laughs> through the back door to get these interviews.
0: What <laughs> Do what you got to do. Do yeah, what you got to do. That's it. Um, As for other new players that I've heard, at this point, no. I just heard uh, the other – night, which I guess was last night, um, the NC Dinos have made a signing. I just do not know who it is and trying to work with my sources to figure out a name here. Uh, as soon as I find out, I will let you know and I will tweet it and put it up on mykbo.net. All right.
1: And um, by the way, let's plug you before we forget. Uh, Dan, all your contact information?
0: Uh, yes, you can find my website at uh, mykbo.net. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, at mykbo. And uh, if you want to send me an email, you can go ahead. It is dan, D-A-N, at mykbo.net.
1: All right. Well, I know you got a lot going on there. I want to thank you for coming on. I want to have you on here again for sure. No, uh, no doubt about that. I feel like we have so much more to talk about. And as the hot stove heats up here in December and, and January, I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about.
0: Oh, well, thank you for having me on. Uh, I would be more than uh, willing to come back on again and talk about, hopefully we can talk about uh, the Dodgers and Hyun Jin Ryu getting signed for some good money and him going to have some success there. We can talk about the upcoming KBO season. We can talk about some of the signings that may have gone down between now and then.
1: And we can talk about how uh, Dan's website, or actually his Facebook group, has become, uh, you know, like a, like not only a social networking place but like we actually go out socially because of your, your my kbo facebook group
0: page i i, I know this is what <laughs> i missed by being here in tacoma yeah that was another thing that i forgot if the people want to check out you can check out facebook.com backslash my kbo and you can also get the link off of the my net page but yeah it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun thanks i guess drink a few beers for me <laughs> yep
1: we will oh by the way we also want to talk about a couple of the super fans that uh, that Dan put me in touch with. Uh, Ted Smith, I found out about him through my KBO. And maybe we could talk about Ted another time and have Dan and Ted on together. And, and Harry Dean, a fan of the people. Not only a man of the people, a fan of the people. You walk around Jamsville Stadium with that guy and, and you feel like you're with a celebrity. Uh, now we know that Ted, you know, Ted... Definitely wants to be a celebrity. He has no qualms in telling you that he's famous. <laughs> he has a, a website, you know, famousinkorea dot Is a shameless plug for you, Ted. But um, Harry is a man of the, a fan of the people. The people generally embrace him, love him, hug him. And I want to thank Dan for putting me in touch with uh, those people and S J Lee and Edwin and all, all I, you know, all the people from um, the MyKBO social uh, media uh, Facebook well. page.
0: I'm more than welcome to, and I hopefully more and more people sign up, and that way you can get out in there and meet more and more of these people. Like I said, I wish myself I could be encouraged to meet some of these people. Hopefully next summer, next fall, you? I can make it over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a two-year-old and a twenty-hour flight do not seem to go to go together very well. So we'll see what we can do Break about up, that. Go
1: to Hawaii first, and then come over.
0: <laughs> I, I could do that, but here here we'll if you can get your documentary into a film festival over there, I will come over.
1: Okay, well, I plan on I plan on uh, applying to film festivals here in Korea, Los Angeles, and New York. So you know we'll get you to one of them okay on the I, red carpet if there is if they even have a red carpet who knows oh
0: i will be there and that's why if you if you have them in korea if you go to the Busan film festival mm-hmm. that gives me an excuse to make it to korea and i can we can go watch a look day game or something like that
1: okay <laughs> it's also producer dan kurtz on cheer uh fighting cheering in korea one of the producers
0: Oh, well, thank you yep <laughs>
1: All right. Well, listen, I'll let you go. Uh, It was great talking to you finally, and uh, we will do it again.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for having me on, and I can't wait to watch the documentary.
1: All right, Dan. Take care. Have a good night.
0: All right. Thank you very much.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, that was Dan Kurtz from MyKBO.net. That's going to do it for this week or this edition, actually, of uh, ComingToAmericanBaseball.com podcast, our first one. Probably hit a few bumps. Uh, I don't have the right microphone yet, but uh, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get to uh, you know. You'll be able to get this on iTunes or listen to it on www.comingtoamericabaseball.com. Uh, stay tuned on next on in our next podcast. Hopefully, we'll get Nino back. We know how busy he is, but we will have on Jason Korski, a writer for the Japan Times. He is a baseball uh, reporter and columnist. And that will be happening uh, very soon. Uh, thanks a lot. God bless everyone. Enjoy baseball and uh, all the stove stuff going on. Good night.